Hi, this is Eni. Hey, this is Nanga. And welcome to Our Take. Hey guys, today we'll be giving our take on being first-generation African-Americans. Yeah, so we're going to give you guys a little bit of information on our background, starting with me, Nanga. So I was born in a country in Central Africa called Cameroon, and I moved to the United States when I was about two or three years old and got my citizenship. So technically I am an immigrant, but I have my US citizenship. So I am African-American. Yeah. I was actually born in the United States, but my parents, both of my parents are from Nigeria. You know, they're both born and raised there. Uh, If you're wondering what tribe, Yoruba tribe, and... Ew. Oh, Nigerians <laughs> always talking about tribes. I hate it. Anyway, <laughs> so you know they both came over here. Uh, they got married and they came over here, and then they had me and my siblings, and we were all born and raised in the United States. Yep. Yep. So that's pretty much it for our backgrounds. If you guys are wondering, and yeah, yep. We're gonna talk about what it's like growing up as a first-generation African-American. Can I just start? <clears throat> if you're growing up here and you're African, you already know this, but your parents always want you to be either a doctor, a lawyer, or an engineer. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I don't know where they got this idea from, but it's mad annoying. <laughs> Even the engineer part is recent. Like, before engin- it was always, like, doctor or lawyer, but then they saw engineers and making some, some, you know, some coin. Somebody. So they're like, okay, we can, you can, we, we can add some diversity. Yeah, you, you can, you can add that in there, you know, you know, right. whatever makes you money, you can add that. I'm like, right. oh. Because they're like, oh, I came to America, this land with so many opportunities and so, 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 so you guys can be great and when I'm old, you guys will take care of me. That's I'm like. That's expectation. I'll take care of you, but why do I have to be a doctor, a lawyer, or an engineer to take care of you? Like, chill out. Like, I don't want to be either of those things. So there's there's always this kind of pressure to be great. And I feel like any uh, child of immigrants or immigrant can relate to this. Also, with that, with the being great thing, I feel like any child of immigrant can relate to the fact that your immigrant parents do not know what mental health is. Oh, they do not know what it means to be depressed. If I go tell my mother I'm depressed, she'd be like, what do you mean you're depressed? (laughs) What do you have to be depressed about? I'm like, "Uh, okay, well. (laughs) I feel like that especially is because it's kind of stigmatized in African countries. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just like, um... It's kind of, they kind of think it's like, you have it better in America, which yeah. you, you do. It's, it's in some aspects. You do in some better. situations, you do in some situations still though, 
their mental health takes a toll on a lot of kids in our generation. As you know, our generation is probably like the most suicidal generation that people have seen thus far. But I would just like bring up another thing that I hated is when it would be the first day of school and you know, I'm ready for the first day of school, got my outfit on, go to my first period class. And this goes for all my period classes. Um, usually because of my last name, I am the first person on the roster, mm-hmm. which means that my name gets called first, which means that everyone gets to laugh at the teacher mispronouncing my quote unquote um, ethnic name. It is an ethnic name, but you know, exotic name, whatever people call it these days. And I just sit there, I'm like, oh my gosh, it's literally, it's literally two <laughs> syllables in it. Like, non enga, like, like two syllables. Like, how can you say frappuccino and macchiato and you can't say You can non. say Machiavelli, but not nanga, like. I hate it. It's so annoying for me. Like my, okay, I go by Eni because you know that's easy, usually easier for people to pronounce and shorter. But my full name, my full first name is Eni Olua. Eni Olua. It's not that hard to say. So it's like you know, right? It's only like Eni Olua. <laughs> it's okay, it's five syllables. Eni Olua. Yeah, it's five syllables. But once you They're hear easy. it, it's really not that hard. And you know, you know when you're in the first day of school, maybe not even the first day, it will last up maybe like a month while you're in classes, right? And especially my name, my last name starts with A, so it's usually at the top of the roster. So you just know you're about to come first, and then she's just gonna butcher your name. And before they, before, right before they get your name, they're like, I'm sorry, guys, you know, I'm not that great at pronouncing. I'm not good at names. I'm not good at names. <laughs> so they're like, I'm sorry for mis- mispronouncing that name please don't take offense right so i'm just waiting for them to come out with it and they come out saying i'm like did you even pronounce a single vowel a single <laughs> consonant in that name like, for me like, it's just like for me it's like did you look at my name and just not spell it out like we taught you this thing in kindergarten right so, so i'm not like not come on make it make sense but it, it was like, and then they'll struggle saying it. And I'd be like, yeah, that's me. Yeah. And then like, even the thing where you changing your name to like, well, not changing your name, but like shorting your name to any, like we can even get into like the Americanizing yourself. So other people are yeah, just like chill name. with you. Yeah. yeah. And it was like, uh, what, after I, I did try to pronounce my name, I'd be like, you know what? Just, just call me any. They're like, oh, no, 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 I want to know how to pronounce your full name. And then it's, it's just frustrating because they probably won't get it right for a month. So it's just like, right. okay. So funny story. When I came here, um, my name was Nanga. Oh, that's still my name. Like the <laughs> My name is still Nanga, guys. Don't worry. I didn't change it. But um, people would have such a hard time saying my name that my uncle gave me the name Chelsea so American said Chelsea yeah and I'm just here like okay so I've grown up hearing Chelsea but now that I look back at it I'm just like why the heck (laughs) did you guys do that to me like because throughout that with that name I thought you know my name was just not a good name and I thought having a more Americanized name was like better 
But I actually like my name because it's unique and you don't see a lot of Nongas around, right. you know? So, yeah. Like, I actually, I won't even say my name is unique because there's way too many Nigerians over here. So, so I'd be saying <laughs> my name, like, okay. But I feel like my name, like, it has a nice meaning. Like, it, like in Yoruba, it, trans, it means, um, it's like from a Bible verse or whatever, but it means children are the heritage of God. Like, so basically, it's I feel like, like every African name has God in it. Something about God. Yeah, it's always kind of like religious. But I don't know about mine though. I think mine is like a river. <laughs> but it's really, it's it's really um, nice how, uh, especially you see African Americans will put you know thought or meaning into these names. So mm-hmm. I, I kind of like. I've learned to kind of carry it with pride. Mm-hmm. So it's it's nice, you know. Yeah. Another thing with growing up African was like, I don't know if Nanga has experienced this, but for me specifically, because I was born here and my parents are African, there was kind of this thing. I was like, oh, I was being too American for my African relatives or I was being too African for, you know, American friends. Because it was like, um like because i my i don't know how to speak my mother tongue so it's like they would speak to me and then i'll be like hmm? what did you just say and they're like ah, this american girl you know and then when i get when i when because i kind of grew up you know african community because I, I go to african church this and that when i'm around uh, like american friends like i do some like little african joke whatever they're like huh <laughs> and I was like, oh, this was not the time or place. So there's kind of always that thing, but I don't, for me, it's not something that's too big a concern for me because, you know, I'm proud to of my African heritage. And, you know, being American, I mean, being America is pretty nice. So, yeah. yeah I think I can, I can say that I kind of have the same thing. Um, coming here, I did not know I speak English, like, um French is kind of my mother tongue but at the same time I am like a country girl so I do have another like mother tongue that I don't know called Akum but I couldn't speak that so every time like people try to speak Akum to me I'm just like I don't know what you're saying and they're like you know these American kids I'm just like uh sir (laughs) but you know and then with my um American friends you know at first, like, I was just, I didn't care because, like, I was just, like, I'm an African girl. Like, what you going to do about it? Like, this is where, this is just who I am. I would just bring, like, I would bring my fufu and gadi to school. And I'd be like, <laughs> and I'd just mind my business. And my American friends were like, oh, my gosh, you're so African. I'm like, well, yeah, I am African. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. And people, like, when these days people be like where are you from i'm just like i'm african but the thing is like we were talking about this earlier right like i don't know why people have to ask me where i'm from like i, I, I like, live here <laughs> we are in america like one of the most racially uh ethnically diverse countries in the world and it's like i don't know it's like when you see me like i was born and raised in america so it's like when you see me, what about me um, screams foreigner? You know, it's like, like yeah, I'm not like the pop smoke song, like, <laughs> like 
that was such a bad joke but whatever (laughs) but it's just like why is he first of all why is he a business (laughs) right and, and it's like, all, why are you assuming that I am not from, like, even though I'm not, like, I am, but I'm not, why are you assuming, you know? Right. Yeah. And, like, for example, like, one time I went to, like, a gas station. And this is back when I was, like, in middle school. And, like, I was just walking up to the gas station. And I was in my school uniform, like, you know, a regular Black girl walking up to go pay for the gas. And the guy at the register asked me, he's like, oh, where are you from? And in my head, like, I get this question so many times. It's like, it's like, you know, I just know immediately what to respond. I respond, it's like, oh, I was born here, but my parents are from Nigeria. Mm-hmm. You know, it really made me think, it was like, why don't people just assume that I was born here? Like, there's yeah. African-Americans in America. Like, do you, you ask them where they're from? Like, America, like, I don't know why like you see I don't know I don't yeah. know uh, people who aren't first generation African-American also go through this but it's like there are black people in America too mm. so like <laughs> I don't know like why that question's asked to me but right. yeah well there was a <laughs> there was a comment asking us to speak about people trying African food specifically fufu on the TikTok. Yeah. Um, So Edie, do you want to share your Okay. um, So as you have seen on TikTok, there's people who want to dive into the wonderful world of African cuisine. And so they had decided to start with fufu. And if you don't know, fufu is usually is kind of like a starchy dough that can be made from pretty much almost anything because thousands of different types of fufu. Uh, you can make it from yams, you can make it from potatoes, you can make it from cassava, like almost anything, and then they pair it up with stew. So the thing that kind of like unsettled, especially like people in the African community, was that people were trying fufu, and it was like before they it even touched their tongues, they were spitting it out, and it's like okay, people can have different tastes in food, you know, maybe the African palate is different from the American palate, like what food do you find tasty or whatever, but it's like, they were being so like, and it's like, it's such a, a, right, it's such a cultural staple, Mm -hmm. like it's like a staple meal, so it's like, I don't know, it's like kind of offensive when you see people just like scraping your um, cultural food like off their tongue when they barely even tasted it. And it's like, dang, like, at least if you don't like it, that's fine. But you, you, didn't, you didn't need to be dramatic about it, you know? So that was that was a kind of uh, thing that happened. And it was like, for me, I understand if you don't like it, but um, I feel like you should just, I don't know, be Respect a the culture. Yeah. Yeah open-minded like um I don't know if you were trying trying some traditionally Russian food and you were eating in front of a Russian person are you gonna scrape it off your tongue and spit it out like I don't yeah. know kind of rude so yeah 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 I agree like when I saw it I was just like that's like I have no problem like people think that Africans are gatekeeping food. like you know the problem is that 
you're being disrespectful to something that people eat for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Um, like, I know that people don't have the same taste, obviously, but you can respectively say that you don't like something. Like, when you go to a restaurant, I don't see people spitting the restaurant food out so disrespectfully like that. Um, personally, like, when I'm trying, like, other cuisines, like Thai food or Korean food or whatever, if I don't like something, I'll be like, okay, that was a nice experience, but I realized or I found out from this experience that I don't like this, but maybe I like other types of like Thai food or other types of Japanese food, which I end up do liking. So I feel like if people were just a little bit more respectful, then like this whole like, you know, fight, and I'm explain the fight real quick, which is mostly between Africans and African-Americans, this whole like diaspora wouldn't really be over fruitful or whatever, you know? Yeah, I agree. Um, I think that people, you know, I, I feel like if you saw some of the arguments, I think sometimes Africans are a bit sensitive because, you know, at the end of the day, it is food, but I feel like people should also be respectful Mm-hmm. but yeah I feel like like there's a bunch of diaspora problems within the global black community and it's you know it's a you know effects of colonialism and the slave trade and everything but I feel like personally to all the black folk out there that we should not let what happened like we should not let the white man divide us. Oh my gosh. <laughs> we should stay strong <laughs> as black people and okay, Mrs. the differences Mrs. in our cultures. Okay, Miss Malcolm X. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so all right, so I hope that we touched well on that topic about the fufu craze. That's the end for today's episode. Uh, next week, we will be talking about cultural appropriation. So yeah, we'll see you next week. Don't forget to like this video, subscribe to our channel, comment down below like what you want to see. And yeah, we'll see you. Bye. Yeah, yeah. See you next week. Bye.